Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> I should say welcome to the next episode. Uh, today, I wanted to spend some time talking about Pikes Peak, America's Mountain. Now, for any of you that follow me on social media, <clears throat> you'll have seen last week uh, I spent, well, no, I'm sorry. It was already, I forgot last week. I pretty much took the whole damn week off. Um, so the week before that, I was in Colorado Springs for the entire week, uh, hanging out for the hundredth running of Pikes Peak, Pikes Peak International Hill Climb to be more specific. This was an opportunity that I had wanted for, oh God, I don't even know how long. Um, as long as I can remember, honestly, uh, I think, uh, it's just a super cool event and I really wanted to go check it out. So uh, what had happened, I guess we could back up from the beginning. Now, most events, you have to apply to get credentials. Whether it's a drag race, NASCAR, F1, whatever it is. You have to apply to get credentials. You just don't, they're just not handed out. Same with major sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, etc., well, I applied, and because E3 Extreme doesn't do hill climb stuff or road race stuff, we are primarily a drag racing outlet, though uh, that's only because I just don't have the time to cover a whole lot of other stuff because there's so much stuff going on in drag racing. So, nonetheless, I applied. It's the 100th anniversary of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb, and guess what? Didn't get credentials. Okay, well, I kind of prepared myself for that, so I wasn't completely taken off guard. Disappointed, absolutely. So I'd made a social media post, you know, just so you know, I won't be going, didn't get issued credentials, la-da-da-da-da. Not a poor pity me or anything, just, you know, letting people know that even when you get to a certain level within your career, which I feel that I've obtained, um, sometimes doors don't just automatically open. You still got to work at it. With that said, one of my friends, Shane Tecklenburg, uh, tunes a car actually that races on the mountain. Don Wickstrom, the fastest pastor. An LMP3 uh, that's been converted to twin turbos a lot of that uh you'll learn about in an upcoming episode when shane and i actually uh do an episode together so that he can talk about all the ins and outs uh technical aspects of the lmp3 and everything that went into tuning a car that climbs the hill so i digress i post on social media and Shane gets a hold of me. Now, Shane and I have known each other for a while. Shane also tunes uh, some pro mod cars, uh, including Ed Thornton, who races in the Midwest Drag Racing Series, which obviously you guys know by now that I'm the series photographer over there. So Shane and I know each other from a lot of different events, mostly in drag racing. Shane gets a hold of me and says, listen, I'm tuning a car up there. I'm going to talk to the owner if you're interested, and why don't you, you know, as long as he's cool with it, come up and kind of be the team photographer for the week. 
I won't have the access that I would normally as a media person, but I'll still get to see a whole lot of cool shit and be up on the mountain. I mean, who the hell is going to turn that down? So immediately I said, yeah, as long as Don and the rest of the team are cool with it, I'm absolutely in. So I get a message back and he's like, okay, well, we're good. <laughs> Let me tell you about preparing yourself um, to go to Pikes Peak for one. So I do a lot of research. Um, if I'm going to a new track that I've never been to or something like that. So I'm doing my research on pikes, right? And I had done this even when I initially applied for credentials. I'm like, I got, I got to learn, you know, the spots to be and things like that. Look at other people's videos like Larry Chen, who is the, uh, lead photographer, uh, for the event does some outstanding work, him and his team watched a bunch of his videos on pikes um yeah let me tell you something you can't prepare for pikes i don't give a shit what you do <laughs> so i'm planning you know i'm gonna go to pikes this is gonna be great right well i have a i have a race the weekend before in st louis with midwest midwest drag racing series shane and i are actually both scheduled to be in st louis well, tech for Pikes is Monday, which means we got to be there on Monday. Well, you know what that kind of means? That kind of means that we need to go straight from St. Louis to Colorado Springs. So Sunday morning, obviously I'm at the races late because I've got to do all the winter circle photos and then I help everybody pack up and shit like that. So I get back to the hotel, and I had driven my car to St. Louis, So, uh, which I don't always do. A lot of the time I fly in, uh, at least to the Midwest races. So at least I got my own car. Go back to the hotel Saturday night. We got an 11 a.m. flight to Denver on Sunday morning. Shane and I are actually both on the same flight. We're going to fly into Denver. He's going to pick up the rental car. I'm going to ride down to Colorado Springs with him, right? So, get to the airport, la-da-da, get on the plane, fly to Denver. Now, Denver, they call it the Mile High City because of the altitude. Altitude didn't bother me in Denver, really at all. Got off the plane, was perfectly fine. Go down to Colorado Springs, beautiful, beautiful area. If you've never been, I highly suggest going. Uh, very nice area. Uh, at least most of the city is. There's, you know, just some shady-ass areas, just like anywhere else. So, we're doing the whole, you know, looking around, checking everything out. We go to the, we go to the uh, Airbnb, and there's going to be four of us staying there. And since I'm kind of last minute, I have got the couch, which I'm perfectly fine with. Not like I've never, you know, stayed on a couch before. So, for the entire week, I'm going to stay on a couch, which, again, perfectly fine with. Um, so, Sunday, we get there, uh, pick up Kevin, wiring guy uh, for the car, along with, he does some data acquisition, uh, very knowledgeable as far as MoTeC, and his wiring is just, it, it's it's artwork. 
um, as a photographer and a content creator, I look at his wiring and go, wow, I, I was just, I was absolutely blown away, uh, by the level and quality of his, his wiring abilities. And then Ryan, who is going to be the car engineer, um, for the week is also going to be staying with us. Ryan's going to come in on Monday. Obviously there's, he was much more local. Uh, Kevin's in Florida, Shane's in California and I'm in Tennessee. So yep. Uh, Sunday night we go pick up Kevin from the airport and head over, head over to the Airbnb and crash at the Airbnb. Get up Monday for tech tech is in Colorado Springs. It was very cool. A lot of cars there, you know, every, everybody has kind of got their time to be at tech. It's not like a free for all kind of like drag racing is. So I'm taking a whole bunch of photos. Ken Block's car is there. And, um, there's just, there's a ton of, of different vehicles there. Um, I think Aaron, 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 Aaron. I can't remember Aaron's last name. He was the one on that TV show with that Richard guy. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think the truck was there when I was there. Uh, anyways, so we'd go through tech and do tech and they do, they automatically have it set up so that you can have, uh, team photos done. Uh, they kind of roll everybody, um, once you're through tech over to this backdrop and take team photos. I'm just kind of standing off to the side, clicking away getting as much as I can. I see Larry there, see some other photographers there. Very cool. And Shane and Kevin and I get in the rental car and we're like, well, we're going to go up to the summit. For those who have never been to Pikes Peak, the summit of Pikes is over 14,000 feet. Yeah. The starting line for the hill climb is at like 9,000 feet. Um, so there's definitely some elevation involved. I'm not good with heights either. Driving up the mountain and, uh, I'm sitting in the back seat. I'm sitting in the back passenger side and I keep looking over, looking over, looking over going. I wouldn't drive a damn rental car up this mountain, much less a, a race car. Like I, I don't get intimidated by much, but I'm looking down going, yeah, no, that's a hard pass for me. Uh, not going to happen. Hell no. So we get all the way up to the summit, which it takes a while to drive up there, even in a rental car. Um, get all the way up there, park in the parking lot. They've got a building and, you know, they've got food and um, uh, like a, a gift store type of deal. I get out of the car and I'm like, whoa. That's when the altitude hits you. 14,000 feet. I've lived in Wisconsin and Tennessee. Those are the two states that I've lived in. I've been to Colorado before. I was uh, in Breckenridge, uh, I don't know, almost a decade ago, it seems like, to do a wedding there for my cousin. But 14,000 feet is a lot different than 10,000 feet. I'll tell you that right now, too. That was... Um, I got out of the car and tried to start walk walking to the building and... Yeah, I was, I was like the, it was like the building was moving. It, it was not a, it was not a pleasant experience. 
absolutely beautiful. Some of the most beautiful scenery, um, most photogenic area that you could possibly imagine. But holy shit, I couldn't walk a straight line. Air is very thin up there. And Shane pulls out his um, his weather app or whatever that also tells you the DA. and So the actual altitude, I think, was 14,100 feet. That was the physical altitude. The DA was... I think 16,800 or so. So approaching 17,000 feet DA. The dew point was negative. Never seen that before in my life. That was interesting. So we stay up there for a while before heading back down the mountain. Um, And this is where things get interesting. So drive down the mountain Head back to the uh, head back to the Airbnb. Now I knew that we were going to have to get up early. It was not going to be a surprise to me. What you are not adjusted for is I am somebody that stays up late. Typically, I mean I can fall asleep at any time. Now I don't have narcolepsy, but I can fall asleep at any time. And. You got to get up at 2 a.m. so you, you can go over and get with the rest of the crew, pick up the car, and go to test on Tuesday morning. So the way this works is you test in three to, There's three stages to the mountain. There's the lower, middle, and upper. And Tuesday, we were assigned to the upper. I'm thinking, oh, my God, Monday was absolutely horrific regarding the altitude. I cannot imagine what it's going to be like. So we go and, uh, and meet up with Don and the rest of the crew and go to get the car so that we can test. And you can only test from about 545, maybe 6 a.m. until 830, 840 a.m. Because you got to be back down the mountain uh, so that they can open the road back up to the general public at like 9 a.m. Because this is still a road that uh, the general public can be on during the day, uh, the week of Pikes Peak. And any other day for that matter. So we get up there, and it is like I'm already dragging ass. And I went to sleep super early. I think I was asleep by 6.30, 7, 8 o'clock, something like that. I, I got a good solid six hours of sleep. You go to the gas station, you go get shit, you go up to the mountain. And I'm taking all kinds of cool photos and trying to, you know, essentially stay alive because, you know, you're at 14,000 feet or whatever the upper starts at. Um, But it's up there. And I will tell you, I made it until Don made his first uh, practice pass on the upper. And then I went back to the truck and I'm like, I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm going back to the truck and I'm going to sit in the truck. And I'm just going to sit there until we're ready to go, essentially. So later on, Shane comes over to the truck, not realizing that I'm in the truck, opens the door, and I damn near fall out. That scared the piss out, I think, both of us. But I also realized at that point, that was the only time I was going to have to be at that altitude. 
that was the only time I was going to be that high up the mountain because I didn't have media credentials. So I was going to be much lower on the mountain. I was going to be at the starting line, which again is about 9,000 feet. Great. Super. Then that was Tuesday. So then after you get down from the mountain, let's say 9 a.m., we had pretty solid pass uh, from my understanding. Again, I was in the truck. Uh, pretty solid testing on Tuesday. So then you come down the mountain and you're back to where we were keeping the car by, I don't know, 9.30-ish, maybe 10 a.m. Then you do your data acquisition and, you know, you look at your tuning and the setup and everything else. I think we were there until maybe 1 o'clock-ish. And then you head back to the the house that you're staying at and do it all over again at, again, waking up at 2 a.m. So I go to bed relatively early on Tuesday again. I'm all about my sleep. I like to get my sleep. Go to bed early, get up 2 a.m. Wednesday morning, do it all over again. This time though, we are at the bottom of the, of the mountain, the lower section, if you will. And this is where you qualify. You only qualify one section of the hill, one section of the mountain, and that's the lower section. And Don just ripped into it on Wednesday. He went out there and he was a man on a mission. Uh, we're watching the screen going, damn. I mean, he he was really on a mission. I was, I was, it's thoroughly impressed, like. I had never seen something like that before, so um, I had never dealt with or even photographed an LMP car for that matter. Um, he ended up, it was, it was, he ended up doing, qualifying very well that day, but we still, there was still a whole nother group that qualified on Thursday, so we didn't know where we were really going to be at. Uh, we had a pretty, pretty good idea. Um, that he really did a great job on Wednesday. So, done qualifying on Wednesday. Take the car back. Make whatever adjustments need to be made. And then Thursday, we're going to go to the middle section. Middle section, if you're a photographer, is probably the best section to shoot at. Uh, as far as the sunrise goes. Absolutely beautiful. I was, I was up on a ridge shooting down on the pit area. Um... I think it's at about 12,000 feet. Sun comes up over the... It was just... It was beautiful. It was windy. Um, it was a little chilly, but it was absolutely beautiful. So, what happened Thursday is... We were testing the middle section. I had a little bit of a... If I remember correctly, the middle section is where we had a little bit of an issue... Um, the sun got up in Don's eyes and he couldn't see anything in front of him. Um, luckily we could make another test pass a, a little bit later where that wasn't going to be as much of a factor. So get done with our testing and everything on, on Thursday morning, head down to the house. And obviously we want to see where we ended up. The big deal for the team was last year, Don was top 15 in qualifying and it was a shortened race, but he did complete the race. 
It was shortened because there was snow on the upper level, so they did not run the upper level last year. So Shane and I are sitting at the table in the garage. Just refresh, refresh, refresh. If you've ever been a part of anything where you're just constantly refreshing a web page to see what's happening, uh, that's the way that Shane and I were on Thursday. Um, some setting setting up of the car. Um, it was determined that uh, by the team that the team the car did well enough on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that there was no reason to go test on Friday. You can actually there is a test session on Friday as well. There was no reason to, no reason to put more wear and tear on the car. And Friday evening is Fan Fest, so that would have been a really damn long day uh, had we had to do that. So, we're sitting there and refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. And finally, I get a 404 page not found. And I look at Shane and I'm like, well, I bet you they're doing something to that page. Refreshed it again. Finally, they had the qualifiers on there. They didn't have the, follow, the final qualifying order. But they had the top qualifying times from that day. So Shane grabs a pen and a like a box, literally a box to write on. Um, because we couldn't find a piece of paper, apparently. Writes that down on a box what those times were. And then we could pull up Tuesday and Wednesday's times from that lower section. And figure out where we were at. Well, ended up in 10th overall. Pretty damn impressive, if you ask. I mean, I was super geeked about it. Um, and so was everybody else to end up in 10th overall qualifying at the 100th running of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Uh, that was a culmination of a lot of work by a lot of people. Not me. I was just standing around pushing a button and taking pretty photos. But that was a culmination of a lot of work between Shane and Kevin and, and Ryan and Seth and Brandon and just the whole Don and just the whole team. Um, it was it was really, really great to see. And it was really, really great to see the excitement on everybody's face from qualifying 10th. So that was Thursday. Thursday night, we went out to dinner. Um, because we knew we weren't going to have to get up early on Friday because we weren't going to test. We were going to do Fan Fest, which, wow. If you want to talk about something that drag racing and other motorsports really need to take a look at, look no further than Fan Fest in Colorado Springs. Uh, took the car down there Friday afternoon to get set up, and there were already people, like, walking around as we were setting up, and it, it didn't even start for, like, another hour hour and a half so what fan fest is downtown colorado springs everybody brings their cars down unloads them and there's a fast 15 area then and then some other people like ken block have kind of like their own area um ken wasn't able to ken ended up having to pull out of the race because they they had some mechanical issues before he ever even got to run on the mountain with the huna pegasus or whatever that porsche is called uh it looked like it could probably tear up the mountain pretty good though so go down to fan fest they were expecting about thirty-five thousand people for fan fest 
You can bet your ass they got about 35 or 40,000 people. It was impressive. Um, Shane and Kevin and uh, Ryan and Seth and I were all walking around. Uh, stopped at a few bars, had some beers. Uh, it was just a really great opportunity to see all the fans and the kids and everybody, all the drivers, just having a good, good time. So once that wrapped up on uh, Friday night, Saturday is uh, take your shit up to the mountain and uh, get set up, if you will, set up your pit area. So headed up there, Saturday is brutal because you take your stuff up to the mountain, you drop it off, you kind of set up or whatever, and then you go home and you wait until about midnight to get up and get, you know, get ready. We headed up there probably about 1 a.m. or so. The gates were supposed to open at 1.30. So we head up there Saturday night, Sunday morning. Car's already up there because we had already taken, like, the crew had taken the car up on Saturday and got everything set up. Car was covered up. Um, Don's RV was up there and the, the canopy was set up. So we, we had up there late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, uh, because you want to try to get as close to your pit space as you can with, you know, your rental vehicle essentially. So you don't have to walk very far. So cruise up the mountain, pull over on the side of the road, me, Shane, Kevin, Ryan, all in this. Oh, what the hell were we in? It was, it was some kind of, like, Acura SUV or something like that. Or Infinity SUV, I think. I don't know. I was curled up way the hell in the back of it with all the stuff. Uh, Ryan was sprawled out across the back seat, and then Kevin and Shane trying to sleep in front. So that's the deal. You get up there at about one thirty in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. Race doesn't start until at least 7, if not later, depending on the weather. And you don't really start doing anything to the car until about 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. So you've got a solid four hours. And we were all pretty pretty tired. So we all tried to sleep. And it was, if you've ever watched ants just kind of scurry across uh, the concrete... That's what it was like watching the amount of fans walking up the mountain to get a spot to watch this race. All night long, fans just kept kept on coming. And then when I got up on Sunday morning, popped open uh, the back of the SUV, damn near fell out, which was hilarious in itself. People were smiling and honking and waving as they drove by. It was kind of funny. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, it was just fans after fans, after fans, after fans, just walking up the mountain with their chairs and their whatever else, uh, to get a spot to watch this race. This is the hundredth running of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. It's a big deal. I know because my crew band said hundredth, um, hundredth running or whatever on it and i'm gonna frame that thing 
along with a couple of decals I got uh, from the event too. Um, so you couldn't see a damn thing on Sunday morning. Like I get up to the pit area and you guys will get a chance later on this week. If you check out social media, there'll be some more photos posted from the event either later this week or early next week. The starting line, you couldn't even see the first corner from the starting line. I mean, it was, you were standing in a cloud of fog and mist. It was, you couldn't see much of anything. Everyone thought I was nuts because I had a jacket on, but I also had shorts on and my flip flop or my Crocs, because you guys know that's about all I wear. Um, everyone's like, aren't you cold? No, I'm not cold. This is absolutely nuts though, that people are going to race a car up this mountain in these conditions. So a few cars go and you go based on your qualifier. So we were 10th in qualifying, but there were two other classes like an exhibition class and a Porsche cup class. And all of the people that run in that go up the mountain before us. And then we would be 10th after all of them run. So I kind of broke the rules a little bit. And as soon as we started pulling up to the starting line with the car, I was already up there. But I snuck around the back of the car and just followed the entire team right up to almost the starting line so I could get the photos that I want. Um, yeah, I probably broke the rules and shouldn't have, but there were very specific shots that I wanted to get and I could not get them from anywhere else because Shane Tecklenburg was going to have the starting flag for Don. He had the green flag. He was dropping the green flag for for Don to start the run. I wanted photos of that. I got photos of that. There's a whole story behind that that I will tell you when I have Shane on um, in regards to that specific photo, which I absolutely love. Uh, it's already floating around on social media. So I was super happy about that. And I was getting, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, you know, doesn't this fog really screw up your photos? No, actually, it really helped. Uh, and made for some great photography on Sunday because I didn't have to deal with the glare of the sun or shadows or anything like that. It was just straight dense fog and mist and made for some really cool photos. So anyways, Don takes off and we're all just kind of watching. You can you watch a live feed and they've got live timing and everything. Well, apparently the car in front of him at some point gets red flagged. I don't 100% know what it was for, whether it was mechanical or wildlife or whatever there was. Because there was some wildlife, like rabbits and yellow belly varmint, whatever it is, um, around the course. So Don comes back down the mountain. And it's pretty much a turn and burn at that point because you can't do anything. They essentially let him start over because it's not fair to him or his crew that he gets penalized because of some other car. So they let him come down and turn and burn. Fuel and tire pressure, I think, are the only things that you can do. You can't put tire warmers back on. You can't 
do any of you can't change tires you can't do any of that stuff you can add fuel and i think you can check and adjust tire pressure and that's it so essentially turn and burn now i'm standing back in the pits because they won't let me back up in the starting line apparently they caught on to what the hell i was doing um so they weren't gonna let me do it again which is fine because i don't know if shane was doing the green flag on that one anyways so it wasn't here nor there i got the shot that i needed to the first time um so all I'm standing over in the pits and the coolest, one of the coolest things about this event, because you're not racing against other racers, you're essentially racing against the clock and the mountain. Those are your two things. You're racing the mountain, but you're racing against the clock. Uh, guys from other teams, other teams in the same class as us, they were all coming over. Are you guys okay? Do you need any help? And like Shane and Kevin and those guys are on the starting line. I'm over in the pits and I'm like, no, it's, I mean, we're good. Um, it was the guy in front of us that got red flagged and not us. So it was really, really cool to see the camaraderie all week long in regards to testing and, um, and then even on race day, like the objective is everybody, all the racers want the other racers to make it to the summit. We don't, they don't want anything bad to happen. They want everybody to be safe and make it and do well. It's really great to see the camaraderie that goes into it. So Don goes again. And we're all kind of standing around, you know, we're figuring the conditions suck at this point. Like the lower, the lower section of the track is just, you can't see a damn thing. Um, I think the middle section of the track had cleared up and then it goes back up into shitty conditions again towards the top. Um, it had snowed the night before up top again as well, but it all cleared off the, they got it cleared off the road. So, um, that was, that was kudos to them for making sure that there was a safe, safe-ish environment to, actually race the car on um because it that could have been terrible um i did see a video unfortunately of a car that um crashed on the mountain uh the driver was okay but i have photos of the car before it uh before that happened obviously uh so don is going up the mountain and we're trying to listen to the live feed and watching the live feed and all this and that all we care is that Don gets up the mountain safely. This is his fourth try at the mountain. First two years crashed out. Last year finished, but it was a shortened race. This would be the first year that he actually got to drive all the way to the summit. Which is a huge accomplishment for any driver in hill climb to make the summit at Pikes. Um, so many things can go wrong, whether it's weather, mechanical, um... Uh, you know, just so many different tuning, so many different things can go wrong. So we're all standing back in the pits and then Ryan, the engineer, he, uh, he got the word from Don, um, I think via the radio or whatever that Don had made the summit whole pit area, just lost it. It was great. Huge celebration. Everybody was so elated. Um, it was the younger kids because Don's crew, who is from, everybody's from Wisconsin, which 
is funny itself because if uh, for those of you that know me know that I grew up in Wisconsin. Honestly, I grew up about probably an hour away from where Don is at. Um, we never had crossed paths before, but I knew exactly where he was from and his entire crew. So he summits the younger kids are age so emotional about this and and the rest of us are just like overwhelmed by the fact that he had safely made it to the summit uh i think it was about 12 and a half minutes i don't remember the exact time nor does it even matter uh he made it to the summit that was the huge thing and to be even a small part of that team to document throughout the week um everything that the team had gone through and things like that. That was pretty special for me as a photographer. Um, and I told Shane straight up, I said, I'm kind of glad that I didn't come here as media. One Sunday would have sucked because I would have been in a terrible location and probably not gotten shit. Um, and I got to spend time learning about the mountain, learning about the race and having a different perspective than I would had I just been there to photograph the entire thing. So I was super happy about the opportunity to do that. And I captured some um, some great, at least in my opinion, uh, some great images, which I will share with everybody coming up soon. Um, they'll be on the website. They'll be on social media. But I said throughout the week, um, when people ask me, you know, what's it like to be up on the mountain and be a part of this event or whatever? You can't describe it. I am never at a loss for words. And uh, my friends are very, and pretty much everybody in the drag racing industry is well aware of the fact that I'm never at a loss for words. I don't think that there are words appropriate enough to describe what it's like to be on the mountain and experiencing Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. It is one of the most intense things that I've ever done in my life. And I would wholeheartedly do it again. But there are not words to be able to describe what it's like to be up there with those cars and those people and and nature and the mountain and just the entire damn thing it was it was intense it was amazing and it was intense and it was it was very draining uh there was one day where i was using canned oxygen and so was everybody else um because that is a thing and it's a very important thing uh as part of being on the mountain. So it were, you can't put it into words. Honestly, you really, you really can't even as a photographer, the opportunities to create amazing content and take great photos. Um, even without the cars being up there, just being up on the mountain, you could spend days just photographing the mountain itself. I mean, without the cars on it and you add the cars and, you know, the time frame in which you're up there with the cars and things like that. It's intense. It is, uh, it's a great, great feeling as a photographer. I looked at some of my work and I was very, very happy with what I had captured. I hope that Don and the rest of the team were happy with it as well. 
Um, I have put up some of my favorite photos already. I think I put those up last week. And I honestly have not edited uh, the rest of the events. Uh, I plan on doing that this week. So there's that. But I tell you, as if you love motorsports and you love just cars and things like that, you've really got to check out this event. It has to become a bucket list event for you. Uh, if you don't, you are seriously missing out. And if you are a photographer and you can't get credentials, go as a fan. There are plenty of places that if you are willing to put in the work and go as a fan, you can capture amazing images. Um, so, yeah, highly, highly recommend. Like, put it as a bucket list item. Do not, do not go through life without going to Pikes Peak. So, we wrap up on Sunday. Go and congratulate some of the other teams um, that we've been hanging out with for the week. Head back down to the house. And uh, Shane had, I went to sleep early. Shane had a late flight on Sunday night. Ryan was driving home, I believe. And Kevin and I had early flights. I had a 6 a.m. flight out of Colorado Springs on Monday. And then I flew to St. Louis and still had to drive home from St. Louis. So I left... I uh, flew out of Colorado Springs at 6 a.m. I think I pulled in my driveway at about 11 o'clock on Monday night. It was a long day because it's a six, six and a half hour drive from St. Louis. So overall, just an absolutely amazing event. Uh, I cannot say enough great things about it, whether as a fan, as a photographer, uh, whatever it may be. And I can't thank Shane and Kevin, and Ryan, and Don, Seth, and everybody involved with the Faster Pass, Fastest Pastor team for welcoming me in and letting me be a part of this and chronicle it all week. Um, we've got some great content that's going to come out. Shane and I pretty much did like day-to-day uh, -day recaps that I'm going to put all together into a single video. That will be on the YouTube channel as well as other socials. So look for that in the near future. Again, I do plan on having Shane on so that we can do an entire show. And he can talk about his experience as a tuner, data acquisitionist, if you will. Um, and how that whole thing... I learned so much from, from him and Kevin and Ryan and everybody else. Like... Listen, I've got a master's degree, and I was sitting at the kitchen table listening to Ryan and Kevin and, and Shane talk, and I felt like the dumbest idiot in the room. Now I know I'm not stupid, but these guys are, like, next level. I am pretty sure that uh, if you put that entire team in a room, they could they could put a rocket ship on the moon. Um, I just It was just amazing to learn from them and then show them some of the things that I do with the photos, taking photos, editing photos, uh, composition, uh, taking photos through other objects. Uh, and, you know, they're like, well, how did you get this or how did you get that? Kind of explained it to them. Uh, but, yeah, it was 
it was a super great time. Uh, and I am so appreciative of all the opportunities given uh, regarding that. And if you have any questions, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, feel free to subscribe to everything that we do if you like the content. Um, again, subscribe and turn on those notifications. If you're on uh, the socials, YouTube, Facebook, uh, subscribe. If you like what we are doing, if you like the content, Subscribe and click the notifications. We're going to be uh, putting out as much content as possible. Uh, I kind of uh, am getting into this whole sitting in a room by myself just talking. It's slightly weird and therapeutic. So, that's all I got in regards to Pike's Peak. If you have any questions uh, about it, let me know. I'll always be more than happy to follow up with you. I cannot forget to thank our yearly uh, branding partners, Menser Motorsports, obviously, uh, by far and away, the best uh, shocks in all of drag racing. So, highly recommend. Give Mark or John or those guys a call at the shop. They'll get you set up with exactly what you need, whether it's a pro mod, a radial car, a bracket car, doesn't matter. They'll get you taken care of. Uh, Garrett Advancing Motion. Uh, most of you know Garrett as Garrett Turbos. It's that Garrett. Uh, as you can, if you're watching, you can see, uh, one of the Garrett turbos in the background here. Um, I mean, what can I say? They've, they've been around for a very long time and make an extraordinary product. Um, I mean, they've got stuff for your personal watercraft, for your ATV, for your pro mod. So if you really want to talk about something that covers the gamut from beginning to end, and you need a power adder, and you need a turbo, check out Garrett. They've got a lot of information on their website regarding their uh, turbo units as well, so you can make the right decisions. Uh, Tim over at Garrett has been a longtime supporter of E3 Extreme, so we definitely appreciate that. And last, certainly not least, Scott over at Classic Graphic. Classic Graphics? It's where E3 has all their apparel done. Uh, I know that there are a lot of other um, outlets like Straight Line Media and some others that all have their apparel done with Scott as well. Um, great artwork, great prices, amazing customer service. Never had a single problem with anything that Scott has sent me. So... If you need crew shirts or t-shirts, whatever it may be, hit up Scott. Let him know that I sent you over there. He'll get you taken care of. So for the time being, I think that about concludes that. Like I said, click the subscribe, click the follow, click the notifications. Just clickety-click, click, click. And until next time, have a great one.